army quantitatively as he is quality-wise. You can do a lot. Because if you look at today's military, today's military is very streamlined, very tough, very mobile, can get to a lot of places. They have a lot of power. They have a lot of strength. There's a lot of things they can do. All right? The body of Christ is the same thing. I don't know it's as much as, as big as it is powerful and, and useful and effective. So that's just some things God has been showing me. So I want to, the title of this message today is, I'm going to give it away. Silas messages, and again, we talk, we've been talking about some things, and Jeremy came, and I really appreciated Jeremy being here, hit on a lot of things. Christianity, what's love got to do with it? Everything. That's exactly right. So I'm going to start with something, and, and I'm, going to, I'm going to play a little bit of a word thing with you today. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. All right, now there's different words in the Bible for love. There's phileo, there's agape, there's eros, there's, there's these words. But I'm focusing on the agape love, and I'm not doing a big word study today, but I want you to remember that word agape. Because the word agape, the, the definition is selfless, sacrificial, unconditional love. All right, it means um, to, means to love the undeserving despite disappointment and rejection. Now, again, when we talk about agape love, a lot of people define it as it's a God kind of love. Well, that's great. What does that mean? I'm trying to get my head wrapped around what is this God kind of love? And do I possess this God kind of love? And what does that manifest in this God kind of love? Well, it's a God kind of love. What does that mean? I've got to know, all right, so that I know that I can love this way, right? And so and let's go on to John 13, 34. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Same word, agape. As I have now loved, it's a root word of agape, it's agapeano. That really doesn't mean much. I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples, if you have agape for one another, love for one another. And again, we say that. I can say, hey, I love you. Do I? What is that? What love is that? Hey, I appreciate you. Um, you know, I, I care about you. But we're talking about the God kind of love, right? And what does that look like? And what does that mean? Well, let me start right off saying one of the foundation principles of this kind of love we're talking about is not emotional. It isn't, yeah. Because let me tell you something. When, when you know, when you, you meet that, one that you want to wear or, or, or whatever, or I'll put it this way, when my wife saw me and knew she wanted to marry me, and her heart go boom, 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 boom. And she goes, oh, what a man. You know, and I'm saying, whoa, whoa, man. You know, that's where a woman came from. Adam woke up and saw a woman and said, whoa, man. <laughs> not, not really, but it's a great story. It's man with a womb is what it was. Anyway, another story, another story. So anyway, but here's the thing, that feeling that you have, you know, when, you know, you, you see a couple, of, you, you get this high school romance going, they, all of a sudden you, you've got some friends and they start dating somebody, you don't see them for three months, because, oh, we're so in love. It's this feeling. But let me tell you something, when you get married, men, and you wake up in the morning, 
And that woman's got pillow face. She's got breath that can bend steel. Those feelings go away. That warm fuzzy isn't there all of a sudden. Or all of a sudden, women, you find out that your men have bodily odors that are otherworldly. All of a sudden, it is not an emotion. It is a commitment. Commitment. I, no matter, you know, no matter how bad you look in the morning, I'm committed to love you. There's a lot of times my wife will tell me, she won't say, honey, I love you. Usually she's exasperated with me. She says, I'm committed to you. I know what that means. <laughs> it means I'm not feeling great love for you right now. I don't have these warm fuzzies, but I'm committed to you. Yes. All right. So again, I'm, I'm going to go on with that a little bit. But I wanted, the first thing is, is commitment. And so how are people outside the body of Christ going to know by our love, by our commitment one to another? But it goes even deeper than that. And I'm going to try to get there. I'm going to try to show you today the best I can. See, here's, here's the thing about, I believe, what agape. And I'm going to get into 1 Corinthians here in a little bit. The closest thing, now, some of you may have a better definition. Maybe you have, some of you have a better way of, of conveying it. The closest thing I can understand, me human, the agape love that God has and that we need to have for each other is when you have your newborn baby, you hold that newborn baby in your arms. There is a love. Do you know that baby can't do a thing for you? Do you know that there's no condition on the love that you have for that child? None. Do you know that that child is going to cause you stress and heartache and headache and sleepless nights? You know that going in. And you know what? It does not matter. You still have that love. If this kid grows up and loses his mind, guess what? That love is still there. We may not agree. I may get angry at this child. I may get disgusted with this child. I may want to cut this child off. But there's that love for this child. And when I get to 1 Corinthians 13, I'm going to talk because that whole thing about love will not fail, I couldn't get my head wrapped around that. Because my love is going to fail. I know my love is going to fail. But this God kind of love that we're supposed to have, what does that look like? What does that mean? I'm just trying to be practical because if we are going to love one another and it's going to show the world that this is Christ, we got to get a hold of this, right? Okay, and it's more than just, hey, hey, man, I love you. No, I'm committed. Like Jeremy Horde said, for the long haul. Even when you're bad. Even when you're Mistakes, even when you're broken and you walk through the door. We pray, God, bring home the prodigals. Bring home the worldly people. Do you know what they're going to look like today when they come through the door? And then you want to say, well, God can't possibly use you, you broken, messed up. I've made such huge mistakes. Oh, spiritual one, be very careful. Be very, very careful, because I don't know about you, but when I walked through the church doors, I was a wreck. I might have, on the outside, I might have looked like I had it all together, but I wasn't. But I'll tell you what, we're going to have people that are going to look inside and outside. They're going to be an absolute destroyed, wrecked mess. Either God is a God of restoration and reconciliation, and He can use people or He can't. You get to choose. As far as I'm concerned, our churches, 
God can use people that are messed up because He can heal them up. Now, it may take some time. It may take a little bit of time. They may need to do some healing. There may be, maybe they need some discipline. And I'm going to talk about a love. I'm going to show you a word in the Bible that goes, that goes with a Scripture verse that you probably, some of you are going to go, I don't like that and I don't agree with that. Well, it's in the Word, so you argue with God, not me. Okay, I'm just, you don't kill the newspaper boy because the news isn't the way you like it. I'm just a newspaper boy. I'm just throwing the news on your porch. You do what you want with it. So what does love look like? Luke twenty two forty one. And as he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw away, he knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Sacrifice and commitment. That's what it looks like. Oh, let's go back to the baby. Do you know the minute that baby is born, your life as you know it is over. Your life now is not your own. Your life is going to be one big sacrifice and commitment until that child is dead, grows up, or you die. It never ends. You never get done being a parent. 45, 55, 75, if you're still living, you're still a parent. And the sacrifice and the commitment, even when you don't want to. I don't want to get up at midnight and go do this. I don't want to get up in the morning and go do this, but I have to. Why? Because I have, I, I have this love. Can we have the same level for each other? We should, but it's too easy for us to look at your faults. Why is it that it's really easy to point out people's faults? You know, I can just look about just, about just about anybody and see something that God can use in them. We always look for the disqualifiers instead of the qualifiers. And so it says in 1 John 3.16, By this we know love, same word agape, because he laid down his life for us, as, and we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Listen, you may, this is not an easy message. This is, because this isn't easy to do. This is a deep thing, but, but if, if we really are going to go, because listen, if, if you haven't gotten a clue, the world is upside down. Oh my goodness. It's, it, it's a mess. Guess what is going to happen? When, the first thing that's going to have to happen when people walk through the doors is their mind is going to have to be renewed by the Holy Spirit. Because their minds aren't right. The way they see things aren't right. Wrong is right and right is wrong today. It's, it's where we're at. And I'm not pointing the finger to judge anybody. I'm saying the body of Christ needs to be in a place to where we can see through that mess, believe God can restore them, reconcile them, and heal them, and make them useful for the kingdom. Sure did. That's the truth right there. Come on. All right. So, sacrifice commitment. All right? For um, Luke 22, or 23, and I'll just start in verse 34. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. What does love look like? Forgiveness. Jesus hung on the cross. God so loved that he gave his only son. He gave his life. He agape What? Sacrifice. You know? He sacrificed. He forgave. Forgive them. 
But they don't know what they're doing. People are going to walk through the doors. They don't have a clue what they're doing. We're going to have to be in a place. Now listen, I am not talking about this ooey-gooey, mamby-pamby, pat you on the shoulder, oh, everything is going to be all right, emotional love. That is not what I am talking about. This love I'm talking about is strict and stern. Disciple, no, you can't be a disciple without discipline. It's in the Word. Thank you. People don't like to hear this. Do you know, I'm going to probably need to preach in this sometime, people are relying on the mercy of God more than they are the obedience of God? I won't obey. I'm just, I'm leaning on God's mercy rather than just being obedient. Obedience is better than sacrifice. If you're not obedient, you're going to sacrifice something, and it ain't going to be pretty. Though I, in 1 Corinthians 13, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love. This is the same word. I have become sounding brass or clanging cymbals. You're just making noise. Too many people are just making noise out there about, well, I love. Well, I love you. I love you. Remember, I mean, I'm not, if Jeremy didn't say anything else, one thing that spoke to me is telling, knowing that people, I'm going to be here for the long haul. I'm in this with you for the long haul. That speaks. Do you know, kids, kids are amazing people. When they're loved and when they're not loved. They know. They just know. And it says, and I'll read the rest of it, and said, and though I have gifts of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, Though I give my body to be burned, but I have not love, it profits me nothing. Now, I'm going to probably not read through all of these, but all of these things, 1 Corinthians 13, um, 4 through about verse 13, every one of my will, every one of them is going to take a commitment to do. It's not an emotional thing. It's not a feely, gooey thing. It's a, I'm committed to do this thing. And the first one, I don't like it because it's hard. Love suffers long. Ugh. That word suffers long means patient. Ugh. Again, if you're, up, if you're upset about our kids running around here, be patient. Long suffer with them. They're gonna, they'll learn. They'll get there. They will get there. They will. Long-suffering. That, believe, that is a commitment. I have to be committed to long-suffer. My wife is probably the most committed woman that I know. She's married to me. She long-suffers. She's so patient. You know? God bless her. You know, I mean, you know, we, we heard this thing long ago about, you know, if, if you want... You could create a vacuum, like, oh, let's take taking out the trash. You know, if, if, if you need to train your kids to take out the trash, you know, you put it in front of their door. I will step over the trash, not even seeing it. So, oh, there's something in the way, I'll just step right over it. <laughs> Knowing that my wife will get it. Okay? She long suffers. We have to be patient. I have, as a pastor, I have determined to be patient with people. Because not everybody is where I think they should be. 
but I have to see where God has them. Now, here's the other part. You have to be patient with each other because all of a sudden someone that you're, they may not be where you think they should be and you can hurt them by trying to make them be something that they're not ready to be yet. Not that they won't get there. We have to be patient. And that's the hard thing. I am not, by nature, a patient man. I'm not, I'm not kidding you. I'm not a, I'm not a patient man. I, because here's the thing. I pull up at McDonald's, and if I have to pull over the curb because my fries aren't done, whoo! What do you mean my fries aren't done? Press God, this is supposed to be fast food. i got to wait five minutes for my fast food. I should be free. should be free. See, it suffers long and is kind. It does not envy. You know, in that envy, it, it, you're not looking to, I've got to have what they've got to have. I remember Brother Cyril called me, this is months ago. And he called me, he says, Pastor, I've got a new truck, man. And I was so excited for him. But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, God, he's got a truck. I'm still driving a little blue skate it goes down beep, beep, beep. I'm a youper man youper man should be driving a truck but I was so thrilled but it wasn't envy I didn't envy him I was thrilled that he was blessed see envy is when all of a sudden man they're being blessed and bless God they're being blessed and well God how come I'm not being blessed and all of a sudden you get an attitude toward them because God's blessing them come on rejoice with them Rejoice. It doesn't parade itself. Look at me. I'm somebody. It's not prideful or puffed up. It doesn't behave rudely. It doesn't seek its own. I mean, it's not selfish. Do you know selfishness? Boy, I'll tell you, that is a slippery little thing. Because selfishness and pride kind of work together. Well, I'll do this for you because I know that it's going to benefit me. It is. It's selfish. You've got to be so careful. Heart should be, I'm going to do because it's in my heart to do. And if I don't get one thing in return, I'm okay with it. That's hard. It's hard. Because listen, in the world we have now, it's, hey, you pat my back, I'll pat yours, and corporate climb, and I know if I butter this guy up, I'm going to get this. I'm going to tell you right now, do not come and try to butter me up to get a position in the ministry because you're not going to get one. Yeah, you're just going to waste your butter. <laughs> God will raise up. God will put down. And, and listen, I, I believe I'm secure enough man of God to, to, to be able to see and say, okay, I see what God's doing and, and we need to, to do some things. And, and guess what? The body of Christ we need to be looking at each other and saying, you know what, there is something useful in you that God can use. It's a commitment to one another. Even when your child does things that you don't agree with, does that stop the love that you have for them? No. You might be angry as all get out at them. But that love is still there. Listen. Pastor, two churches, there's some people doing things that I'm like, what are you doing? You're falling on your head. But I still love them. 
even if they reject me. And they're out there doing worldly things. I can't be there doing them with them, but I can love them. And they turn around, I'll be right there to help them. It's like Jesus. See, it doesn't behave rudely, it doesn't seek its own, it's not provoked, it thinks no evil. Now, again, I want to emphasize that thinks no evil a little bit. Because evil thoughts come, folks. The enemy is going to put evil thoughts in your mind. You know, you get angry and these thoughts may come. Maybe if I just put my hands around your throat until you turn purple, I'll feel better. No. Thinks no evil. Now, the way I take that, you may take it a little bit differently. In the context of this love, I am not looking at you for all the things that are wrong in you and vile and evil. I'm looking for the things in you that are godly and God can use. Doesn't mean there aren't things there, and I'm not saying we're not acknowledging that there's evil or wrong or sin. That's not what I'm saying. But that's not what I'm... Yeah, I may see it, but I'm looking for godly qualities that God can use. Because it's too easy to look for the other things. We find the other things and we dismiss that person. That's it. Useless, no good, useful, not useful. We don't get to determine that. God determines that. But I'm talking about this love. I, I think of many of you, and I don't think of evil. I think of how, what can I do? How can I help? I can see good things. I see some mistakes. I see that. But, but, but God, but God, but God. Now, there's some things biblically that disqualify people. There are. But man's got a whole list of things that they think disqualify people far greater than what God does. It doesn't rejoice in iniquity and somebody's sin. It doesn't get all excited. Oh, boy, they got in sin. Got them now. I call it the great equalizer. Somebody makes a mistake. Oh, see, they're no better than I am. No, they're not. They never were. Do you know that there is not one thing that you can do for God that's worth anything? Nothing. All He wants is you. Your heart, your love. There's nothing we... What can you do for Him that He doesn't have? What can you give Him that He doesn't have other than you? Doesn't rejoice in it, rejoices in truth. Now, bears all things, believes all things. Now, it doesn't believe, I mean, you don't believe everything coming down. You believe all things here, all here. You believe all this. You believe all things. Hope all things. You can endure all things through this word. That's all part of this commitment that we need to have one for another that they do not have in the world. They don't. People, it's very easy today for people to rally around hate and dislike, indifference. We are all different. We need to rally around Christ and that love for one another. Wouldn't it be much easier? See, this was the part that I couldn't get my head wrapped around for, forever. And so when I started diving into this, I said, God, you've got to show me. Because I, I can't, 
I can't bring revelation to anybody of revelation I don't have. Love never fails. I'm thinking, how does that work, God? My love fails all the time. My love for my wife fails all the time. My love for my children fails all the time. How is that? I started looking at that word, fail. It doesn't mean fail like we think fail. It means to fall off. My love for my children, my wife, never fall off. That, no matter where they're at, no matter what they're doing, no matter bad things, my love doesn't, it doesn't just fall off. Well, that love here, now it's gone. No, that, that child you love. So that's what we've got to get to. My love is, no matter what you do, how far out you are, God, there are consequences. Now listen to me. There are consequences for sin. And people are suffering them, and they don't want to admit they're suffering them, but they are suffering them. Because God doesn't judge. God does judge. Read your Bible. Okay? But this love, even though they're out sinning, this love is saying, I am still committed to loving you even though you're way over there and I'm here. And if you, if you will repent, I am right there to help. But that's not my choice. My part is to do the loving. And I'm, okay, and, and let me, let me I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. Discipline. Hebrews 12, 6. For whom the Lord loves. Same word, agape. He chastens. Ooh, what? <laughs> whoa, 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 what? The same word that God so loved the world that he gave his only son? That same word, he chastens? God loves... Those he loves, agapes, he chastens? You mean he, he corrects? Oh, you don't like that one? All right, let me read on. And scourges. Woo! Every son whom he receives. What? I bless God, you're heresy. God's a loving God. He doesn't correct anything. You're wrong. He does. I don't know about you. Coming into the kingdom, coming into the kingdom was a rough entry for this dude. Because there was a whole lot of flesh and a whole lot of me that had to die, and it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. I mean, there was days I thought, God, why don't you just kill me dead now because this is too hard. See, same word. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom a father doesn't chasten? But if you are without chastening, of which all have become partakers then you are illegitimate and not sons. Hmm. So, loving one another, that means that there may be some correction. There may be some discipline. There may be some things. Again, because I wanted to point that out because we, we get this word love and we get this concept of what this love is and all of a sudden we start bringing in the world's concept of what love is and, and love is it doesn't matter what you do, no matter how you go, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to love you, and it's all okay, and it's okay if you're all in sin. Let me just pat you. No. Love will say, no, that's sin, and you're in error, and you're wrong. You don't believe me? Yeah, in, in love, it, it gently, because that's what it says. Restore those. Now, me, sometimes for me, God didn't restore me as gently as maybe others, because I had a harder head. Sometimes, you know, God just like, bap, right between the eyes. 
Oh, <laughs> gotcha. But you know what? Even when I got my harshest correction, it was still done in love. They still did it in love. They came to me with a great heart and said, listen, I love you. I had leaders that, man, they loved me a lot. <laughs> because I want you to understand that this love we're talking about isn't this emotional thing. It's a commitment to this word and seeing everyone fulfilled and, and seeing everyone restored and seeing everybody fulfilling everything that God has for them, seeing them be disciples. See, it wouldn't be love for you to just allow your children to run, run across the highway to and fro, just nilly-willy. Oh, I love them too much to tell them no because it might hurt their feelings and, you know, I don't want them to, you know, I really don't want to upset them because, you know, they really want to do this, but if I tell them no, they're going to be upset and it might psychologically scar them for life, but they could be road pizza tonight because they get squashed by a car. Maybe... It's a little bit, you know, correction. No, you're not doing that. And their feelings may get hurt a little bit, but it'll save their life. Because true love, I don't know about you, but I love my children. And boy, I, there's some things I have asked them to do and won't let them do that they don't like. Now, are we perfect in that? I wish I could tell you I was a perfect parent. Oh. I, used to, I used to go around preaching on how your kids should act. Till I had a kid. <laughs> I had to go back to every church I ever preached at and say, forgive me, I was a fool, I know nothing. <laughs> and guess what? Every kid's different, every circumstance different, every family is different. I don't think there's a cookie-cutter way of doing it. There are some principles to use, some principles. Here's what I say. Stay in your own garden. Don't start trying to pull weeds in other people's gardens because it will not go well. So love. Love. Can we show that kind of love for one another? One of the biggest things that I find is counterproductive to this is offense. Because the minute I tell someone no, they're offended. And when you're offended, you are not hearing correctly. You hear through that offense. You don't hear what's really truly being said. You hear through that offense. And when you're offended, what you are doing now is you are going into self-me mode. It's all about me and what makes me feel good. I'm going to say something that some of you may not like. You need to come through the doors of this church seeing what can I, what do I have to give today rather than I'm coming to take. Yes, come and get, come and receive from the Lord. Yeah, I get that. But too many people are in that place where it's just about me. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. And if you don't give it to me just right, the flavor I like it, I want orange and you gave me grape, I'm out. That's not love. I don't even know what that is. It is a lie. Yeah, we, it's, yeah, it's being an American. It's about me. Do you know the minute you got born again, God's cleaning you up, but it's not about you anymore? It's about, it's about Christ. Just like that baby 
born, your life's not your own anymore. You come into the kingdom of God, it's not your life anymore. It's sacrifice, and it's a challenge, and it's hard, and there's going to be tears, and there's going to be laughter, and there's going to be frustration, and there might be anger, and there's going to be days you're going to say, God, what have you done? You know, God, why am I here? All these things. But it's love. That's the love, if we can have one for another, that the world will see and they will know. And don't you tell me that that won't bring people into the kingdom because you can't see that, find that, hear that anywhere out there. It doesn't exist. No matter how they try to manufacture what they pretty it up or how they label it, it is not love, the kind that we need to have. Can we believe in one another even when things don't look good? We can believe. Believe in the Christ in people. Even when they're way out there. You know, we pray for the prodigals. What do we pray for? Lord, that you're going to get a hold of them, that you're going to touch them, that you're going to bring them back. That's what we're believing in. That's what we need to look at. So, I want you to understand, as, as a pastor, I look and well, I can see all the faults in people. I can see all the things. But I've got to see what God sees what God can do, what God can use. Then, after I see that, try to cultivate that, then i got to beat back down the 90% of the church to say, what do you think you're doing, Pastor? You know, they're worthless. Be careful. Be careful. Because until God tells me to leave, which he hasn't, I'm going to be here. So, we might as well decide to get along and love each other because <laughs> we're going to be together and if we make heaven together we got eternity together you know and, and my thing is, is if you can't get along on earth maybe he'll sit you guys next together for eternity <laughs> then you get to live beside him for eternity you got eternity to get it right huh? Huh? listen some people I want to get it right on this earth because I love you I don't want to live next to you Fraternity. Amen. Listen, I, I wanted to talk about that because all through 1 Corinthians 13, you look at every one of those things. It is commitment. It's not emotion. It's not a feeling. It's a choice. And we need to choose to love one another that way. Hey, and get knowing that we're going to make mistakes. Fight being offended. Choose to love them in spite of it. I have offended people that still love me today. They've gotten over it. They've gotten past it. Sometimes I don't even realize it. I, I had a gal walked up to me and asked me the other day, Pastor, are you offended at me? I'm like, heaven's sakes, no. Why would you ever get, well, I just don't know because maybe I hadn't talked to them and I'm not, I'm not putting it on, you know, bad on them. Sometimes you just misinterpret things. You know, I had, I had one person that, that came to me because I had mentioned about, thank God that my life doesn't have to go in front of the Senate hearing. Oh, they got all upset about, well, you're victimizing the victim. I'm like, that wasn't my heart at all. I was just saying, if you were going to tear my life apart, you'd find all kinds of things that would disqualify me. But God, in His love, qualifies us. Amen. Amen. 
So let me pray for you today. Because our hearts need to be that. And, and again, I'm not talking about an ooey-gooey, hey, we're best buddies. I can love somebody that's not my best buddy. I can love somebody who's walking the opposite side of the street, but I can still love them. You know, my, right. Right. So, Lord, we come to you today, and we pray that you help our hearts be what your heart is. Lord, let us love one another. Lord, we know that with that love, there's going to be correction, and there's going to be frustration. There's going to be these things, but, Lord, let us not ever quit. Because God so loved the world that he gave. Let us be those kind of lovers that give. That Lord, let us not envy. Let us not be in strife. But let us see what is good. And help us. Lord, as we, as we go forward in this hour, Lord, I know things are going to be very different in the body of Christ. Lord, help us to have one heart, your heart. And we just give you all the glory and all the praise today. In Jesus' powerful name, amen. God bless you guys. Thanks for sticking in there with me today. We will see you next Sunday, Wednesday the 17th, a Bible study. We'll announce that again next week. And then um, I think the 18th, we've got prayer. So God bless you.